If you love football and golf, this episode of FieldLink has you covered. In this episode, we catch up with Cody Morrow, an agri-intelligence technician from Ohio, to deep dive into the latest trends from some NFL teams and golf courses that better manage their turf with the RX360 program from Helena. We'll share insight on the methods and tools that help turf experts better manage playing surfaces. Plus, Cody shares some insight on the future of RX360 and how this technology is being applied beyond the playing turf. Plus, Jody Lawrence joins us from Nashville for a special WASD report on the world grain supply. Stay tuned for this episode of FieldLink. And welcome back to FieldLink. Uh, joining me today is Cody Morrow. Cody uh, works with the RX360 platform from Helena, which is pretty dominantly focused on with the Helena professional side of our business, focusing on golf courses, residentials, uh, uh, as well as sports turf and lots of different nurseries and forestry sides of our business. Cody, welcome to FieldLink. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Cody, uh, before we deep dive and learn a little bit more about RX360, tell us a little bit about you, where's home, and uh, what's your geography that you cover currently? Yes, sir. Um, so I am kind of new to Helena. I've been here for a year. I started out with an internship after I graduated college from Ohio State in 2022 with an associate's in turf grass management. Um, I did the internship at the Columbus Specialty Location in Ohio, and I was lucky enough to be able to stay home. Um, I'm from Ashland County, which is uh, northern Ohio, about an hour south of Cleveland and about an hour north of Columbus. So um, I was able to stay pretty local. Um, we did uh, we started the RX360 um, position in Columbus after the internship was over. We acquired all the equipment. Um, put everything together and right now we're in the infant stage of taking care of it and trying to get it known and you know really pushing the pushing the brand out there wow so tell us a little bit uh, great you're, you're a hometown kid uh, from the Ohio area what what's your territory currently what what areas do you service with rx360 yeah so I cover western New York western PA all of Ohio southern Indiana and southern Illinois I guess you could say Kentucky, too. We did just get a sales rep started up down there for the specialty side, so we can throw Kentucky in there as well. All right. So for some of our listeners, Cody, a lot of folks may not be familiar with RX360. Tell us a little bit more about RX360 and, and, and what what it's all about. Yeah. So um, for the listeners that are familiar with AI360, um, our ag counterparts, um, we take some of the core um, practices that they do, and we've turned it into something that we can apply on the specialty side. Um, so we have AccuPoint, which is formerly known as High Ground on the Ag side, uh, which is our soil management practices. Um, we have Extractor, same as the Ag guys. Um, we have AquaLens, same as the Ag guys. Um, and then we have Preveal, which is a little bit different. It's kind of a mixture of uh, their inspects and a little bit of other stuff that we do. Um, with our Preveal system, it's our drone technology, so we can do inventory counting, plant health assessments. Um, we're actually kind of branching out into some other different practices with it as well. We've had people do irrigation audits. We're actually doing heat signatures with a power company up in the Michigan area. And there's been a couple greenhouse growers that have actually reached out to us and asked us to do um, like an efficiency check or an efficiency rating with their their buildings. It's uh, kind of, sometimes kind of hard to check for leaks. 
and or cracks in plastic or coverings. So if we can go up there with a thermal drone and take a couple images, they can pinpoint their problems or, you know, say that they're still good. Wow. So uh, really uh, the basis from, I guess, an agronomic standpoint is very similar uh, for the turf side of our business as well as the nursery side of their business as it is our ag side. But there are some different tweaks there, as you mentioned. Uh, tell us a little bit about your current customers. You know, what do they look like and who are they typically? Yeah, on specialty, it can be literally anybody. Um, it's so unique to see all the different people that come through the door. Um, you've got anywhere from the aquatics guys to parks and rec to golf courses, sports facilities, landscape companies. Um, and sometimes you'll even catch a random homeowner wanting some fertilizer. Um, so you can you can go any end of the spectrum and um it's it's it's, it's crazy um on the orx 360 side we mostly mostly are targeting our um our golf our sports fields and our nursery slash greenhouse growers so we're going to step back a little bit here um uh, let's just suggest um uh, uh, i manage a football uh field or our golf course or even a home owner uh, area Walk me through the steps with RX360. What's step one in that process? Yes, sir. So uh, we'll, we'll, go with the, we'll go with the sports facility one. Um, so say you have a football field and uh, you're kind of, you know, you're, you're managing it. or you, Actually, we'll just say you're new to it, all right? So you, you've never been on this property. You now have a job here. You want to know what you're getting into, what you need to do, what you need to continue doing. Um, we would come in. Um, assess what services would fit you, uh, what you'd be interested in. But realistically, we'd start with uh, dragging the dually app. So we're going to get down there, drag it around, figure out what your EC is looking like, your uh, your soil structure, uh, pull our samples and create our map book. Now we know everything that's in the ground, all of our nutrients, You know what's high, what's low, where it's at, where it's not at. And then we can make our recommendations um, on soil, you know, soil correction. Uh, whether it be lime or fertilizer or anywhere in between. Get yourself some tissue tests and some imagery. We take the tissue tests and the imagery side by side so we can see what the plant's looking like itself and we can see what it's looking like in perspective to the rest of the area. And then once we do that, um, you know, I, I personally like to push water, uh, testing your water to people. A lot of people don't think about it, but the efficacy of your products can change drastically just on pH and hardness alone. So um, we like to get, you know, a good, a good feel on the water. And then, you know, once we got all four of those put together, we can come to you with a good report book. And, you know, we're not here to change the way that you're doing anything or tell you what to do, but we're going to give you that piece of, uh, information that you can use as a roadmap when you get stuck. Yeah. And, and it sounds like, okay, so back to step one, the dual EM, let's talk a little bit about that dual EM. What is a dual EM for some of our listeners that may not be f familiar with that tool? Yes, sir. Um, the dual EM is a dual electromagnet. Um, so realistically what we're doing is dragging it behind our gator um, and it's sending out an electrical pulse you know, we'll put quotations around that. Um, and it's measuring how fast that current goes out and comes back and that's measured in Hertz. So, um, the, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, we'll try to keep it simple, but, um, it's measuring the salinity in your soil. So it gives us a really good map or a very good picture of, you know, the type of soil. And then you mentioned, you know, pulling samples as well. So we layer that dual EM information with the soil samples on top of that, correct? 
Yeah, and that gives you a pretty good picture of what's going on. And you referenced uh, some extractor samples uh, to couple that with some, you know, clippings of the uh, uh, turf or of the grass itself. And that tells another story. Yes, sir. There might be some stuff in the ground, but it may not be in the plant. And the plant might look healthy up top, but there may not be anything underneath. It might be starving underneath, right, uh, from a root standpoint. Yes, sir. Okay, good deal. So uh, how often does a typical, um, you referenced a sports complex, how, how often would they go through this process? Uh, or is this an annual event uh, uh, every two, three years? What What's the best practice, Cody, for this process? Yeah, so the big difference between us and our ag counterparts is uh, we're, we're more or less growing you know a perennial crop we're not taking it off and turning ground over every year um so there's not a lot of movement in the soil itself so when we go out and map something with uh the dually m that initial soil reading we kind of ballpark it and say that's probably a good number for three to five years um but the soil sampling we can do as often as you know twice a year um that's more or less on the customer's choice um but realistically, probably once or twice a year soil sample, and every three to five years we'd be redragging the sled again. And how often are some of, I guess, your better customers or more committed customers taking extractor samples? Um, most of the time we try to do those in rotation to the spray program. So if someone's on a uh, 14-day spray program, we pretty much get on a 14-day tissue test on the alternating weeks. Um, just so we can get that tissue test in, we don't have to worry about any residue from the previous spray, but we also have time to alter what's going in the tank for the future spray. So Cody, um, you know, we chatted a little earlier before the podcast. Uh, you you guys are servicing a pretty wide range uh, in your geography from Southern Illinois, as you referenced, to Western New York. That's a big geographical range there. What are some of the trends that you've seen? Uh, what, are, what are some of the typical turf uh, as well as landscape uh, areas, what are they short on? Are you seeing some unique trends from all of this data? Um, realistically, there's not a lot of trending. Everybody's got their own little their own little area. But if I had to pick one thing out, I always it always seems like everybody's short on K. Um, yeah, and it's pretty general, right? Uh, from what what we talked about, uh, generally short on K. But you brought up a great point. Everybody's situation is different. And that's the power of RX 360 for those that are utilizing the service. Yes, sir. And it helps the agri-intelligence team or the RX 360 team in your case, uh, as well as the Helena representative, make a more prescribed recommendation to help improve that turf grass in this case. Yeah. Um, our goal is to you know provide that tool to someone, uh, give them the information that they can do. Um, it's also a great tool for the sales rep. You know, it's, it's, sometimes it's hard to give someone a recommendation when they come to you and say, what do I need? Well, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. You know, it, it'd be nice if you were my only customer, but I don't know everything that's in your soul just by walking on your ground. Um, so it, it creates a, you know, a really, a really nice tool for both sides, you know, from the management standpoint and the, Hey, I need some help. What should I do standpoint? Yeah. What's really neat from what I'm hearing you tell me is it's really RX 360 really brings a combination between the art and the science of, of raising turf or, or ornamentals, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, it definitely, you know, there's a lot of guys out there. Um, I wouldn't say that resent it right now, but the, the biggest, the biggest push for us is, you know, just because you put down that certain fertilizer and you've done it for 20 years and your grass is green and nobody's complained, you know, that doesn't mean 
everything's you know good. You could be extremely deficient. You could have a lot of access, um, but you don't know what's there until you know what's there. And you know you might be over applying that you could be spending those dollars that you're you know by the end of the season you're cutting hairs. You could be saving those dollars and spending them elsewhere. Yeah, you know that's a good point. There's a lot of traditionalists out there, but you're bringing a pretty high level of science and. Sp- specific information that can really enhance, you know, uh, these turf managers' uh, properties. Uh, But it's also a good tool for them when it's time to go talk to maybe their management, uh, maybe the owners of the golf course or the owners of a a pro football team and say, we need to invest X into this and here's why. It gives them a lot of ammunition to go have that conversation at a different level. Yes, sir. Provides a great insurance program. Um, You know, sometimes with price cuts and things going back and forth, you know, why are we spending this money or why are you requesting this money? Well, here's why, you know, I can, this money that I'm spending, it's, it's working and here's the data, here's the numbers, they don't lie. Or that guy that's struggling to get that bump in his budget, you know, why do you need this? Well, we are extremely deficient in X, Y, or Z, or this is the problem that I'm having, and I know the solution, but I need the extra, you know, the extra funds to do it. And uh, we can provide that tool and that safeguard, um, that motivation for someone. Cody, um, I you you guys have a unique opportunity uh, to work with lots of different types of customers. And of course, you know, highlighting this, uh, the people that are finding some value out of this are, are some NFL teams and even uh, some Big Ten golf programs uh, and many, many others, soccer programs. What, what are those folks, you know, what keeps bringing them back to RX360? Yeah, um, it's, for them, it's an opportunity to really fine-tune what they're doing. Um, they're trying to provide such a high-level surface for everyone. And the only, you know the best way to provide high-level is to be perfect. And the only way to know that you're perfect is to have the numbers to say that you're perfect. And you know some guys we found that we went in there and they're like, you're not going to find anything wrong at this place. And it's like, I, I believe you. I, I mean, you have the time to make this place perfect. And we go in there and there's... Sure enough, we uh, we found some problems, and they they were just as shocked as we were. Um, but those have been amended, and uh, you know, it's just it's really cool to see people support in the industry. We've got some of those those bigger customers; they're doing it to just as much as we are. Show off the technology, learn about it. We've had some guys even kind of make a joke out of it, you know, in the name of science, let's do it. You know, there's people that do that, so it's a great opportunity to work with those extremely high level very fine-tuned facilities because everything is so similar and so same and they have such a small, you know, four and a half acres with a lot of money to spend. You can do a lot of things and uh, make it very nice. So, Well, I imagine some of their goals are very different too. Uh, I mean, as a homeowner, yep, you want to have the greenest lawn in the neighborhood. Great. But if you're an NFL franchise, if you're a, a, a major league soccer franchise, Having a green turf that is solid is is really important from an aesthetic standpoint, but safety also becomes a major factor. And having good, strong roots to uh, uphold, you know, you know, athletes that are making millions of dollars is absolutely critical. How does RX three sixty impact that particular customer? Yeah, it all comes back to you know fertility. At the end of the day, you want to make sure that you're providing a good playing surface for those players, but to be able to provide that 
that safe playing surface that you're confident in, that plane's got to be rigorous and it's got to be ready to go. You know, if you can if you can provide that high quality turf, all the safety in there, and get everything going together in one big happy unit, that's really when you see those fields starting to succeed. And the other side of it is the recovery too. There's some guys that can create a really good product, but also not fun overseeding or pre-germinating seed in between every game or going out and filling holes with green sand so that it looks good on TV if you can have a plant that can recover. Obviously, you're going to be doing some pre-germinating and throwing down some seed, but the less of that you can do if you've got a, a plant that can recover. That's a really good point, especially in sports turf where – you know, you got a football game on Sunday or, or an NFL, uh, high, or college, or high school games, for God's sakes. Natural turf can take a lot of beating and, uh, you know, bringing that stuff back seven days later can, can, can be a big challenge. But it sounds like RX360 can help provide some insight there of what could be utilized, what type of products could be uh, implemented to make that a more efficient uh, type of turf. Cody, we talked about drones earlier, uh, and that's kind of that final phase of RX360. That's a newer area that uh, you guys have been implementing for some of your customers. Tell us a little bit more about that. You referenced nurseries. How do nurseries utilize your drone technology? Yes, sir. Um, so the nurseries are, it's, it's kind of fun and it's, it's, it's cool to be honest. When we go and talk to our ag counterparts, um, you know, they're, they're doing plant health assessments and sometimes they can get into stand count. Um, on our side, we can do it from the inventory level. So what we're doing is we're going out and helping these customers, you know, save time, money, and be way more efficient. The average large-scale grower, we've been told by many of them that they expect around a 75 to 80% accuracy in the hand-counting practices that they do. And a lot of these growers, they have employees hired that their job is to go out six days a week and physically count plants by hand. And they're expecting a 75 to 80% accuracy. Anything better is great, but that's where they're at. If we go out with these drones, we can save the grower that time, money, and be way more efficient. We're counting inventory up in the 97 to 98% accuracies, which can be a little bit of a bear. It can depend on canopy cover, plant spacing, stuff like that. But once we can figure out with the grower how we can keep their practices the same, but also make it more efficient for us, and that's when it starts to become in good harmony. But we can go anywhere from in-ground to potted, containers to you know christmas tree farms and a lot of places in between yeah that's interesting technology i know we on an earlier podcast we talked about utilizing our drone technology with agri-intelligence of doing stand counts for corn but we've also done it for lettuce in arizona for example and what you're saying is we're taking that similar technology into the nursery side of the business or or even the christmas tree side of the business and flying that drone over and doing a specific count, maybe on a rose bush or uh, a shrub of some sort, a potted plant, or even a Christmas tree, as you referenced, and really nailing that inventory. When we talk about inventory, we're talking plant inventory for that uh, customer. Yeah. Um, we can break it down by blocks. Um, if we can get triggers in there, the plants are different enough from the sky, we can even get down to a plant-by-plant plant inventory. Right now, we've been focusing a lot on block counting. So in this area or this block in your field, you have this many plants. I, myself, have been working with our outside company that does help us with some processing sometimes 
to work on counting individual species of conifers at an in-ground grower that I've been working with. And we've got it down that it can recognize about three different trees, but I wouldn't be confident enough to go broad spectrum with it. But for sure, we're starting to try to differentiate. And if we can get triggers in there and sit down with the growers and really pinpoint things, we can we can even start to break it down more. Well, I can imagine that being very powerful insight for that nurseryman or that uh, forester to better understand, you know, how many plants are out there really from, from you know, what stage they're at in their growth stage, from a harvestability. But, but they can get ahead of that and market that, whether they're going to a big box store or a nursery uh, uh, chain. And they can better understand and what they have available and what they don't have available uh, and make some better marketing decisions. It's uh, it's a great tool and, you know, you can apply hands and people and brains in places and other places when we can take away that five or six people that work six days a week, just not doing a mindless job, but um, hand counting every day instead of, you know, you could go out and have more eyes on the ground for, you know, scouting, inspections, pulling plants that don't need to be there anymore, or vice versa. It really just creates a, a much higher level of efficiency for the grower. Mm, that's great. Uh, Cody, um, uh, the other area that we touched on just briefly was around water testing. Uh, we, we have a program with RX360 as well as agri-intelligence called uh, uh, AquaLens. Uh, tell us a little bit more about AquaLens and how often are y'all uh, – testing water for eh, typical golf course or uh, nursery yeah um so aqualens like you said is our uh, it's our it's our water water testing uh, services um there's a lot of things that can affect your water um even the source and realistically it'd be really nice to see people testing their water all the time but there are a lot of people that they take one or two tests a year and whatever those results give them that's how they're amending um we try to get people to just at least use a pH strip when they're filling a sprayer. Just just put a strip in there and use an adjuvant go from there. Realistically, we'd like to see people doing, uh, I think in our program, we're, we're, we're doing nine water tests a year. Well, I think that's important. You know, we've had other uh, agronomists on the Field Link podcast talking about uh, the importance of aqua lens. And yeah, you're right. Throughout the entire year, you know, if it's a dry year, you know, maybe the aquifer is a little bit lower. Wherever that source is coming from, just a mile down the road, it can completely change. But boy, if you're running... Uh, whether it's chemistry spray or even just irrigation, uh, it can certainly change the game significantly uh, from from time to time and area to area. Yeah, and a lot of our growers are different too. Uh, we got a lot of guys that um, they use their city water supply, and then there's guys that they have their own on-property pond system or reservoir, and that water goes through their sprayer too. Um, it just depends on the grower, their resources, and what's available to them. So it's constantly changing and nobody's ever the same. Cody, what, what from your perspective, what's the future of RX360 look like? And what what's the next thing, what next area of RX360 going to bring to some of our uh, professional growers? Yeah. Realistically, my goal, I'd like to see the entire country nationally look like uh, we do Florida on the specialty side. Florida has been heavy at this program for about 10 years now. And you know, just in that southern Georgia and all of Florida area, they've got upwards of 100 plus customers. And I'd love to see that go national with all of the techs, being able to have that many people and that many customers and helping out our sales reps in those kind of ways. 
especially with more of the BMPs becoming more of an issue before long, everybody's going to have strict rules and, you know, you're not just going to be able to put down things willy nilly. Um, there's a lot of rules in a lot of different States on nutrient levels that you're allowed to put out throughout the year. Um, there are some States that even make you schedule out a year in advance of what you're going to put down. So as, as that stuff becomes more and more prevalent and more and more standard, across the whole United States, um, information like this is going to be vital. Uh, excellent. Uh, Cody, do you see this uh, uh, RX360 expanding uh, a little bit more? I know we do touch some residential markets today, uh, as well as commercial markets. Do you see that you know being a, a focus in the future? Um, I don't know if it would necessarily be a focus. Um, if there's an opportunity or if someone needs help, we're always going to you know, take advantage of that opportunity or go and help them. But it's, it's kind of hard sometimes with the residentials. There's obviously application there for it. It's, it's a sizing issue. Uh, we have to have between like a quarter and a half acre to even pull the sled on the ground. And then to put all those management practices into play and everything else, it'd be great to do that. A lot of the time when you're talking residential, we're not selling to a homeowner. We're selling to a landscape company. So there's a middleman in between. Gotcha. Yeah, a little, little different size and scope for sure. But certainly some of those techniques and, and, and technologies could certainly slide over. Well, Cody, um, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us today about RX360 and, and as well as our listener? Um, yeah, we're uh, very excited. We're we're, we're trying to trying to really get the name out there and get people interested. We do a lot of demos, um, and um, if you guys want to get any like physical information, we will be at the Equip Exposition in Louisville um, coming down coming down the pipe here in October. So, um, if you guys would like to see any of the equipment or talk to anybody or get some physical information or even even see the books that we put out, um, we'll be there. Yeah, that's great. Well, great great opportunity to get in front, get your hands on uh, some of the tools and uh, technology that the team at RX360 certainly brings to our professional customers. Cody Morrow, I want to thank you for joining us today from Ohio. Uh, and thanks for being a part of the FieldLink series. Yes, sir. Thank you. And now we're going to catch up with Jody Lawrence for the latest commodity and market news from Nashville. This is Jody Lawrence with Strategic Trading Advisors. Flying solo today, Bill is on assignment elsewhere for the Helena Fieldlink podcast and wanted to bring a quick market update after last week's USDA report and the beginning of harvest. The big news to this point was last Tuesday's report that found the U.S. yield expectations from the USDA at 173.8, which was a little bit higher than uh, expectations, but lower than the August estimate. And with beans at 50.1 bushels per acre and the same setup there, lower than last time, but but not overly bullish. It's with harvest starting and expected to be about 10% complete after this in today's update, the progress report, we're going to start to see more social media feeds and more hard results of harvest from uh, yield monitors and from the field. And that will begin to tighten up these ranges going into the October USDA report where they will give the another yield update. And by that point, it wouldn't be any surprise if the U.S. harvest is uh, approaching 50% complete as the weather remains dry for the most part and uh, the crop is dried down 
very quickly and is nearly a month ahead of normal progress. So a very early harvest possibility this year may end potentially on a record pace. The other, really the other information is that the markets are struggling, not not just with normal harvest pressure, but other outside news. The USDA number was really a little supportive to beans and wheat, but uh, a little bearish to corn, mainly because the USDA found another 100,000 acres and their acreage estimates were increased for harvested acres, which from the March planting intentions report has added nearly 3 million acres to corn. And that translates nearly to 500 million bushels, which is why corn has uh, really, really struggled to hold on to any rallies now that we know that the crop is somewhere in the, you know, the 168 to 172 range. So the increased acreage went to corn, did come off beans, but beans are still struggling to find footing as we're just now competitive in the world marketplace, despite the fact that China has been an active buyer several times over the course of each week. And the last two weekly export reports have uh, indicated that, that the U.S. export pace is improving. Not a whole lot else really to talk about. It'll all be driven by harvest over the next uh, four to six weeks as we head into uh, the U- the October USDA report and then see where everything comes in as the final numbers. Uh, keep in mind that with corn, corn broke down today and closed at the lowest price, daily price in two years. Keep in mind what is going on with your crop insurance, especially your revenue insurance policy on corn, because corn is now $1.20 below the uh, winter average price of uh, $5.91. And as you head into the October uh, pricing period where they set the average for corn and beans, then you'll be in a position to know what your know what you've got going on, what kind of uh, check you may be able to expect. And it's one of those things, if your yields are at or below, which I've talked to many of you and you are expecting them to be potentially slightly below your APH, then you will be receiving a check from the insurance company. So keep an eye on that. Know what's going on because it's about to be a really busy time of the year. And uh, if you've got any questions, uh, please feel free to email me at jblawrence at comcast.net, or you can text me your harvested yield results, 615-948-2378. And if you text it to me, please tell me uh, what state you're in, what your yield is, what you were expecting, and what last year's yield is so that I can have a good apples-to-apples comparison. Everybody be careful during harvest, and thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us on this episode of FieldLink. Be sure to subscribe to the FieldLink podcast wherever you get your podcasts so you do not miss an episode.